Thank you very much, Claudia. Um, good afternoon, everybody. Um, I'm delighted to be here today to talk to you all about why it's important to have a gender lens when promoting adaptation to climate change. So while we know that better policies and greater investments are needed at larger scales, as my colleagues just pointed out, to accelerate adaptation, a lot of the actions that still need to happen need to happen at the local level, on farms and in communities. The appropriate actions at these levels depend on local farm system characteristics, agroecological characteristics, and the types of climate risks that are faced at that level. But having a gender lens is important for action at all of these scales. Why is that? Well, first, we need to be careful that the actions that are taken don't disadvantage any particular group of people, especially those people that are already facing significant constraints in adapting to climate change. And we have growing evidence that men and women have different capacities to react to the shocks and stressors that they're facing. For example, women tend to have a lot less access to information on climate change and information on the appropriate response options to deal with the shocks and stressors that they face. They also have different needs for climate information. For example, in Senegal, women farmers were asking for information on when the rainy season would end because they plant their fields after they help their husbands and therefore are facing a shorter growing period. So this lack of access to information often then translates into lower awareness of climate smart practices and lower adoption rates of these same practices. <clears throat> Having a gender lens is also important to ensure that both men and women can actively contribute to adaptation. We know that women often have different preferences, needs, and priorities for the types of responses that they choose. For example, we find that women are more likely to adopt improved livestock feeding practices in Bangladesh, where they're the ones who are responsible for caring for livestock. <clears throat> women also have important contributions to make based on their specialized knowledge, and this can include things like adopting in food, uh, improved food storage practices or improved processing practices, as well as the conservation of genetic resources like seeds. However, we find that women often have less decision-making authority within their households and communities and decision-making circles. And this can lead to the adoption of practices that may not be the best to suit their needs. We also know that whatever adaptation responses are chosen will have different implications for men and women. For example, the adoption of a new agricultural technology, such as a small-scale irrigation technology, might increase income in control in the hands of men if it's not shared adequately, while also increasing women's labor burden if they're the ones providing the labor for irrigation. So paying attention to these gender differences in the design and when we implement adaptation projects is going to be really critical. It also will help us achieve a wider set of outcomes because we know that women's empowerment is linked to a host of other well-being outcomes, such as improved food and nutrition security and health outcomes. So IFPRI and CGR research are actively looking at ways that women's empowerment through agricultural development and through adaptation programs, um, how we can support them. For example, we have new research now that's looking at different extensions of, 
extension approaches and modalities so that we can better deliver information on climate smart practices to women farmers. We also collect and analyze gender disaggregated data so that we can better understand men's and women's preferences for climate smart practices and also to understand the types of constraints that they face. The challenges that these preferences and these constraints often vary and sometimes dramatically across different contexts. So what we've done is we've developed tools such as the Women's Empowerment and Agriculture Index. Um, which helps us to really diagnose what are the specific challenges in a given context so that programs can be designed to address those needs. We're also working with partners, given the complexities of doing this kind of gender integration, to help them do more gender sensitive programming and to conduct more gender sensitive research. So during this year of action on climate change adaptation, we really need to work together to expand these efforts so that we can ensure that both men and women are contributing to greater climate resilience. Thank you very much.